Uh uh. Mans are live. Back with a weekly recap for this week of September 13th to 19th with the murder mystery man himself with his lighting. Funny Malcolm. How are we, sir? Great new lighting. Some nice uh, new additions on set today. On set. Yeah, the producer really <laughs> came in clutch today. Yes, sir. We'll be adding more additions soon. As Jay knows, we've been talking about for a long time, but yeah, just trying to get the production value up there now. <laughs> Better believe it. Yeah. But you're going to start us off with NHL now? Yeah, we're going to do a recap. So we haven't done a recap. I think we didn't do it last week. Instead, we did the game pick. So we're going to start off with the recap of all the sports that happened this past week only. Um, start out in the NHL, Joel Edmondson was traded and then signed uh, just briefly after uh, with the Montreal Canadiens uh, over from the Hurricanes. He signed a four-year, $14 million so, uh, contract, so uh, the Habs picked up a good defenseman, honestly, in my opinion. He came over from St. Louis to the Hurricanes, and then the Hurricanes to the Habs now. Habs adding more depth on the in the back there, so I like that trade for them. They're only giving up like a fifth rounder. Mm-hmm. Just, um, you mentioned St. Louis. But yeah. their stud defensing right now, and Petrangelo, Alex Petrangelo, yeah. saying that he wants St. Louis is letting him hit the open market. So it's going to be all hands on deck to see where he goes. Come, well, not July first, October 9th, I think it is. Yeah, and everyone is expecting kind of them to like talk some more. They trade Jake Allen to the Montreal Canadiens too. Yeah, it was a huge cap. cap space. See you later. But yeah, exactly, and still nothing. So he's going to hit the free agency market. Uh, Lou Lamorello, GM of the New York Islanders, won the GM of the Year award. He's done a great job with them, obviously. Uh, they did a great job this year reaching to the conference finals. But now we have the Stanley Cup final matchup ready, locked and loaded. It's going to be the Dallas Stars versus the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, which begins tonight, actually. Tonight's going to be the first game, game one. Um, what's your prediction for this series? What do you, who do you think is going to win the Stanley Cup? Well, I said early on that my two picks to win were – the Colorado Avalanche, or the Dallas Stars. Yeah. So I'm sticking with them. I say Dallas in six. I would like to say the exact same, actually. Dallas, I think, is going to – you have Kudobin in that over Ben Bishop. We're not going home. Yeah, we're not going home in the heavy Russian accent. I like the Dallas Stars, honestly. But also, Tampa Bay's not ruling out Steven Stamkos for this series. Yeah, it looked pretty good carrying away that trophy after they made the cup final. Yeah, exactly. So maybe but, if he makes an appearance, then I don't know. I think right now it's 1-1 as we speak. What do you mean? Game 1. Oh, the, oh, the game's already started. Oh, it's 1-1. As we speak. Oh, okay, wow. So 1-1's good. I think it's going to be a very close series. And two very good teams, Dallas pushing all the way through, Tampa Bay battling all the way through, two well-deserving teams. There's not going to be any asterisk beside who wins, in my opinion. shouldn't be. They battled all the way here and some. But if you're no qualifying more, team is going to win the cup this year. It's all the round robin guys. Yeah, so which was kind of anticipated. Um, but some news for some head coaching positions. Uh, Jeff Ward is announced as the head coach for the Calgary Flames. And a bigger one, the Washington Capitals hired Peter Laviolette as head coach, which I like that signing for them. Laviolette's been a great coach for a long time in this Probably league. head coach. Exactly. He's proven to be a great head coach. So Cap's getting him this year after – uh, kind of disappointing year in the bubble, but we'll see if any changes are made there. Uh, the Minnesota Wild were kind of busy this past week. They signed uh, Jonas Berdine to a seven-year, $42 million contract. So that's big money for Berdine. 
Isn't uh, he? He's kind of old, though. He's kind of getting up there in age to be signing yeah. seven-year contracts. That's what I was saying. It's kind of a long contract for someone who's his age, but he's locked it up for himself in the long term. In the long yeah, it's game. good for him. Yeah, it's good for him. And then the Wild also trade star and captain Eric Stahl to the Buffalo Sabres for Marcus Johansson. Do you like that trade? Who do you, who do you think wins that trade? That's a great question because I really don't know. Yeah. Eric Stahl's a center, so he's going to be playing behind Jack Eichel when Jack Eichel needs help. So it doesn't really add up to me on that edge of the point, but Marcus Johansson goes to Minnesota where they're not signing Miku Koivu after his 15 years with the club. How are you? Yeah, which is, wow. Shows how much loyalty people have these days. So Marcus Johansson isn't really like a big-name player that you really think of saying, oh, he's a good goal scorer. But he's, he's usually around 20 goals every year. Yeah. When the Wild need goal scoring. So I think he'll be a good fit there in Minnesota. But Eric, it doesn't make much sense to see Eric still go to Buffalo. Like, if you need anybody, you need someone to play with Jack Eichel. If exactly. you're trading for anybody. So you're trading some Eric Stahl's not going to play with him. Exactly. Like you're trading some big veteran name too. Like he's been in the league for a long time. I'm surprised he's still – like he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. I love Eric Stahl. But he's been around for a long time. He's His age is getting up there. Well, so Reunites himself with Jeff Skinner. Yeah, exactly. Jeff Skinner and Eric Stahl back together. Uh, the Panthers assistant. Um, I didn't I get his name. Mike Kitchen. Mike Kitchens, Yeah. Uh, he was fired after reportedly kicking a player. Um, I don't know. This came out of nowhere, but he's left the club. So the Panthers made that executive decision to get rid of him because there's no abuse. Should be really no abuse by any positions to anyone else, player to coach, coach a player. Except if it's for me to you or if you're punching me in the gut. Either one. Yeah, if I'm just punching you at a party or something. It's usual, <laughs> then, right? It's not really abuse if you get it every day, right? <laughs> and then the – the Arizona Coyotes announced their new GM. Well, who will be their new GM is Bill Armstrong. Nothing official yet, but he's likely to be named the new GM in Arizona. So a lot of big executive moves for some teams uh, this past week. And then some really good news uh, for the World Juniors this year. The 2021 World, World, World Juniors Championship will be held in the Edmonton bubble. And it is supposed to be held in the same area next year as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah, dear. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully things are better next year, but we know for this year at least that the bubble works. The bubble does work, and I think it'll be a good thing for all players and for people who really love hockey to watch. Especially the World Juniors. Yeah, exactly. And like also, Gary Bettman was saying there's no set date now on when the next season's going to start. He's like, don't like don't be surprised if it gets pushed off until January. I think the players will determine that. Yeah, when they're right, get back at it. But back to the just the Coyotes GM position, I think who, like, Bill Armstrong doesn't have his hands tied right now because their biggest player, arguably their best player right now, Taylor Hall, is up for a contract extension. So he's jumping right into that as soon as he gets back. Yeah, and some teams are also asking about Ekman Larson and uh, Darcy Kemper. So maybe we'll see a few big names oh. in there going to move around. I forgot to add this too. So Eric Stahl to Buffalo, right? The yeah. GM for Buffalo, Kevin Adams, yeah, former teammate of Eric Stahl. That's crazy. So he's been he's been in the league for quite some time, Eric Stahl. Mm-hmm. Ever since we were both little kids, for sure. Well, won the Cup in 07. Yeah. That was basically his prime. Yeah. In what, 2020? Wow. That's yeah, impressive, nice. though. But speaking of past prime, we got LeBron's Lakers against Jamal Murray's and Nikola Jokic's Denver Nuggets and the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat for the Conference Championship Series. 
in the National Basketball Association. The Heat and Celtics, uh, Heat taking it two games to zero right now. Game three coming your way at 8.30 Saturday. We'll probably yeah. be up on Sunday, so you'll see the game three results when this gets dropped. Mm-hmm. And LeBron's Lakers up 1-0 over the Nuggets after a, kind of a dismantling last night. Yeah, they're up at one point, what was it, like 120 to 97, they said. But they were saying that weird stat that I saw that this isn't the first time that the Denver Nuggets threw down 120 to 97 against an L.A. team uh, in game one. And wait, what game was that? Oh, that was game one of the past series against the Clippers. So yeah. don't you count them out. cannot count out the Nuggets right now. No. Coming back from back-to-back 3-1 deficits. Exactly. So First team in NBA history to do that. How are you? <laughs> but what shocks me is how the Miami Heat are up two games to none over your Boston Celtics. Game yeah. three just about to start. But the whole talk of this series has been what happened after game, game two, two mm-hmm. with Marcus Smart, first team all defense, lighting up the Boston locker room. I would like to hear your take on this, sir. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was – he apparently, like Brad Stevens was saying, like him and Jalen Brown got into it, just some flare-up, some yelling back and forth. And then Jason Tatum in there as well, just saying that, hey, we didn't expect to go down 2-0. They – I think what I think happened is they went into this series thinking, hey, we're better than this team. When Miami Heat just tucked down the number one team in the conference and Giannis, the back-to-back MVP, um, as we'll get into as well, kind of spoiled that there. But uh, I think – I don't think the Celtics were expecting this much uh, – like this much co- – like they had, they're up quite a bit in game one and two, and they blew both leads. I think they're just getting too comfortable, and they have to remain strong throughout the whole – like all four quarters, and they got to play harder. But one name that surfaced before Game 3 starting is there might be a possible return of Gordon Hayward to the lineup. Yes, sir. They're That's saying, the I was reading help. about it, he, he basically Brad Stevens saying it's up to Gordon Hayward. And if he wants to play, they have like limited minutes that he can play and put him in there when they need to be. And I think Miami has all their good white guys. I think we should put in our good white guy too. Duncan Robinson. Yeah, that guy is disgusting. Rockets coach, or I should say former head coach, Mike D'Antoni, says he's not going to return as their head coach for next season. Uh, Yeah, I think that came out of left field. I wonder where he's going to be going next. A lot of people are speculating he might go to OKC. Well, like that? There's speculation. I think... Because didn't Billy Donovan, Billy Donovan, he's not there anymore. He's not coming back. Him going to OKC would be... yeah, he's not coming back. So him, Mike D'Antoni at OKC is actually, I think, a good like good matchup for both of the te- uh, both the coach and the team. The well, team yes. coming back from the worst odds. What? He comes from a small ball lineup in yeah. Houston, and OKC, your best three players are all point guards. Exactly. So it's a great fit. Yeah, I think so too. Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, is, like you said, back-to-back MVP award winner, only the third player in NBA history to an MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in the same year, joining Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon and his heiress, Michael Jordan. But more of the speculation which, regarding Giannis is him not having that Larry O'Brien beside him when he's winning these MVP award win- awards. 
Yeah. And a lot of people don't want him to be in Milwaukee, but he's come out and said he wants to stay in Milwaukee for the next uh, 15 years. 15 years. I Does know. the team want them there for 15 years? But, like, why would he unfollow everyone on his Instagram? That doesn't make sense to me. See, this wouldn't be a problem 40 years ago. Oh, this guy that has unfollowed everybody. He must be gone. Well, there's no social media 40 years ago. There was, yeah. That was the drama. Yeah. Your Toronto Raptors have signed NBA Coach of the Year Nick Nurse to a multi-year contract extension. But, hmm, they signed Nick Nurse. But President Masai Ujiri and GM Bobby Webster are on their last years of their contracts. I think they deserve those extensions. I think they really do. It's a great story. Uh, Bobby Webster, my cousin used to have an internship with the Raptors. Really? And he said Bobby Webster is absolutely wet at basketball. Really? Absolutely disgusting. And this wow. was six years ago when they first made the first playoffs in who knows how long, 2014. And he was just an up-and-coming like, executive. But, yeah, he said he would come up to the gym and just school everybody. <laughs> Man, is disgusting. And speaking of disgusting, we have your all-rookie NBA first team, John Morant, Zion Williamson, no surprises. Eric Paschal from the Golden State Warriors made it, along with Canadian Brandon Clark from Memphis and Kendrick Nunn from the Miami Heat. Any people you think that should have been on this list that should that deserve to be on it? I think I like this first team, honestly. All those players proved themselves this year. Um, I, I don't see any, like, I, I'm more upset with kind of the all-NBA teams, but the all-rookie teams, I feel how I, I like them. Yeah, the second team, all-rookie, Kobe White from Chicago, Tyler Hero. How, shout out, Benjamin Benihana, no big deal, from Miami. Terrence Davis from the Toronto Raptors. PJ wow. Washington from Charlotte. And Rui Hachimura from the Washington Wizards. <laughs> We have all NBA first teams up next. LeBron, no surprise. First, I think this is his 16th season being all NBA. Most That's all a record. Yeah. Giannis, no surprise. Anthony Davis making the center position. Yeah. I think it should have been Nikola Jokic. But, Same. Yeah. Uh, James Harden and Luka Doncic. No surprise, surprise there, I think. Surprise Kawhi wasn't on the all NBA first team. Mm-hmm. But he did make second team. Kawhi Leonard. Pascal Siakam. Come on. Now, but you know what? I think it would have been different if he didn't poop the bed during the playoffs because this maybe. is obviously based off of regular season. Yeah. Thank the Lord because I don't The Joker, Chris Paul. Great. I think that's a great pick. Yeah. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the game. Yeah. Chris 100%. Paul. He's well-deserving. And, and Damian Lillard. Yep. Round out second team. And All-NBA third team, Jason Tatum. Should have been second. Jimmy Butler. Rudy Gobert, Russell Westbrook, and then Ben Simmons. I don't think Russell Westbrook should not have been on this list. I, I agree with you. I don't know. I don't know about that one, but yeah, I live with it. They're going to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. But we did mention Damian Lillard, and him and Siege and McCollum did have a field day. <laughs> yeah. The Clippers losing game seven, saying they got an extra spot for their vacation for Kawhi and PG. That's one of the most it, best all time troll jobs ever, I think. Yeah, after you pull a three one series lead and talking that much trash, I think these guys are just waiting for something. Mm-hmm. Pretty funny. But yeah, that wraps it up for the NBA. So we're going to get into the NFL and a lot of news out of the NFL. As you guys know, Jay and I did our game picks and we'll incorporate those now into our weekly recaps. Uh, so in week one, the record for me was 10 and 5, 
and Jay did beat me by a game going 11 and four in predicting our game scores. But we're going to run through who you, we think is going to uh, win each game for this upcoming week. And all, as we know, the Cleveland Browns and Cincinnati Bengals have already played. Yeah, we won't be touching Thursday night football games because there's usually they're usually drags, they're yeah. usually terrible. But you know this one on Thursday was pretty darn good. It was not for that your... my boys won, not that they won, but you know sixty five points on the board, pretty entertaining stuff. And I think the fact that uh, your running backs had quite the day, both Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, both proving that they're able okay, to put up big so here's numbers a, together. Here's a great story. Our good friend Jack Foster. You know, came with me to some for some fantasy advice on Thursday. Goes, hey, should I start Kareem Hunt or Deontay Johnson? You know who I said? Deontay Johnson. He has he's playing me. Thank God you said that because he's on this bench right now with twenty five points. <laughs> so thank you. Sir. After Kareem, you know, had a decent helping before he yeah. got his touchdown. Oh, no. Did you think of the Benny Goss touchdown? Uh, text him. Two touchdowns. Hope you didn't see that touchdown. I know. I'm so jokes. I'm never doubting Kareem again. Me <laughs> fucking either, he says. I'm putting him in next week. Fuck. Johnson they, better go off. They did play uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, though. So, and they don't have I'm a great surprised defense. both of them had huge, huge days. It's usually one or the other. Yeah. But, but we'll get into these games now for this upcoming week. So, game one that we'll talk about here quickly. We'll go over the games quickly because there's some other news we'll talk about. But... The first game, I have Tennessee winning over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville was stunning the Colts last week. Yeah, that think, was uh, that you could not predict that one. I don't think. No, and I think Tennessee though. I think they come out and they win this one, even though they had some kicking woes in that first game with Suckup going one of four, hitting the game winner though. Uh, but I have Tennessee over Jacksonville. How about you? Yeah, me too. Tennessee's favored by a touchdown at seven. Walk up, Derek Henry's gonna have an absolute monster of a game. Like their front seven of Jacksonville is just nothing to be surprised of at all. Tennessee wins handily, I think. Yeah. Uh, the next game, the Buccaneers, Tom Brady, and the Carolina Shockingly Panthers. lose. Yeah. They yeah shocking. Except for me and Malcolm, you know, predict the other way. You know, how are you? Whatever. We knew what was coming. Um, but they were playing Carolina Panthers, who did lose to the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, but it, that was a close game as well. But can McCaffrey beat Tom Brady? I don't think so this week. I think Tampa comes over and wins over Carolina this week. I think so as well. I think they just get an extra week. You saw what Cleveland did with an extra week with the new system. I think Tom Brady gets an extra week with Bruce Arians to work out the kinks. Chris Godwin's in concussion protocol, so watch out for fantasy owners on him. But one guy that kind of surprised everybody in week one, Robbie Anderson had a huge game. I think he has another one today because Tampa's secondary is a little, I don't know, got a lot of question marks, I think. So what? If you have Robbie Anderson, I think I, I think you start him, but Tampa Bay wins over Carolina. And pick up uh, Scotty Miller. Tom Brady is a thing for making names for these white guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, next game, I have the Chicago, Bull, uh, Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bears over the New York Giants. Uh, I just think the Bears defense will be able to hold off uh, Saquon and Daniel Jones, just as the Pittsburgh Steelers did in the last week. So I think this uh, one's good. The Giants be- gave them a run for their money. Kind of. So Chicago favored by five and a half points. Yeah. I take the Giants. Really? I think Saquon gets back on track this week after he's had a huge six yards of rushing, but beat him in the passing game. Daniel Jones had some pretty good poise, I think, in week one, minus that 
oh, I think it was a nine-minute drive ending in an INT with Cam Hayward in the end zone. Yeah, right. That's right in the line. Darius Slayton, monster game. Huge monster game. Monster game. If fantasy owners, we have Darius Slayton. I would drop Anthony Miller this week because, as you see, there's a lot of contract issues right now with him. Oh, no. Allen Robinson. I That's Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is having some serious yeah. contract issues. But the Giants' secondary is just oh, dreadful with everybody being injured, in jail, suspended. Oh, whatever. Just pick, pick <laughs> either one of them. But I think the Giants win. They don't go on Wow. Two. That's a big game. So that's our first differential we have there. Um, I have the Dallas Cowboys winning over the Atlanta Falcons this week. How about you? I don't think I have Atlanta winning Dallas. Dallas favored no by three way. and a half points. They didn't show me anything week one to say, hey, we're going to win the division against the L.A. Rams team, who I think there's a lot of question marks in that team as well. And yeah. you saw Robert Woods run crazy over Dallas. And you saw last week Atlanta have three 100-yard receivers, Ridley, Jones, and I believe the last one was Gage, I think his name was. I think so, yeah. I don't, I don't see why don't they keep this going. Pat, Matt Ryan led the league last week in passing yards. We're 450 yards. Guess who was in fantasy? Through. How are you? Yeah, uh, I think I think they keep it rolling. I think Atlanta wins. Okay, that's a good pick. Um, I have the divisional game, Green Bay over the Detroit Lions. Obviously, A Rod and Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. And Devontae Adams, thank you on my fantasy team, putting up the most points, forty points plus in Week One, uh, with that win over the Minnesota Vikings. But I'm going to stay with them and win over to the, uh, the Detroit uh, Detroit Lions. I think the spread in this game, Green Bay pair by six and a half, would be much lower if DeAndre Swift would have caught that touchdown yes. pass with 10 yeah. seconds left in the ball game. Yeah. Whew. Shout out, Jake Eagles. I saw you on your story. That was a tough pill to swallow, my friend. Yeah. Why are you even a fan? I don't know. Um, then we pack, the Pack win this game over Detroit. I think yeah. Aaron Rodgers is a he's MVP this year, Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Huge Sticking statement. Mm-hmm. Heard it here. Detroit's for... got no pass rush. Uh, Jeff Okuda played somewhat okay against well, Chicago. I didn't really see a whole lot of numbers against him. I think Green Bay wins. There's no question about it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, then I have Minnesota winning over Indianapolis. Another good game. I think that's going to be a closer game, but I have Minnesota taking that edge this game. I have the Colts winning this game. You saw wow. them surprisingly lose to Jacksonville last week. They are going to be missing their starting running back, but we'll get to in a second. But I think it just opens up for more points for Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. What a game for him. You know, he was your sleeper. He was on my list. Big game for him. Start him if you're in fantasy. Him. Actually, you know what? I don't know. Daniel Hunter still question marks. I don't know if he's playing or not yet. But you saw what Devontae Adams did against this Minnesota defense. Start Paris Campbell this week out of yeah. the Ohio State University. I think he's poised for another big game. We've had a good one against Jacksonville over four, four receptions, I think, for 62 yards and a touchdown. I think he has another big game tonight against Minnesota. In the I had Neheim Hines before the week started, and I dropped them to pick up Teddy Bridgewater as my back oh. quarterback. And I don't know if I have him anymore. I think I tried to get him, or maybe someone else picked him up, but I don't know. I don't have him anymore. Colts the next game, I have that the, one as well. Who is the, the Vikings are? Oh, the Colts are. Uh, the next game, I have the 49ers over, winning over the Jets. I just don't see anything. The Jets, uh, Jameson Crowder had a good game and everything, but it's San Fran, I think San Fran, Kittle's not going to play, but I think they still have other weapons to use there. And I think well, San as Fran well, 
you have no Richard Sherman on the IR. D Ford is out. Like you said, Kittle is out. So a lot of injuries on San Francisco's front, but there's a lot of injuries on the Jets' front. Le'Veon Bell is just put on IR with a hamstring issue. And like you just said, Jamison Crowder, oh, he's out with a hamstring injury. So yeah. nothing leads me to say that New York was pulling out an upset by any stretch of the word. I think San Francisco gets back on the winning train after I think it's an upset against the Arizona Cardinals. So I have San Francisco winning handily. I got that one right. Arizona over San Fran, but whatever. The next game, we have the Rams against Philly. I have the Rams winning this one. Philly choked that 17-point lead against Washington, and I would like – I don't know. I'd like to see them bounce back, but I don't think they do. I think the Rams carry their momentum from week one into week two and win this one over Philly. Yeah, it, it showed a lot about how Philly's O-line does without their big boys. But yeah. they get one of them back. Lane Johnson will play this week after being out last week. So that will help against Aaron Donald. So that will be a matchup to watch out for. See who wins. I think Philly is desperate for a win in the NFC East. So I will pick the Eagles over the Rams. I think Philly gets their first one of the season. I, I They just have to win. Because if, oh, if they go 0-2, I think it's really, they're going to have a really tough time. Yeah, that's true. And this next one, we have the Cardinals over against the Washington football team. I have the Cardinals winning this one. Uh, Washington football team, like we just said, pulled up a great comeback against the Eagles, but I think they won't be able to uh, match up against this Cardinals offense. This Cardinals offense is DeAndre Hopkins going off, Kyler Murray popping off, Kenyon Drake playing great, Larry Fitzgerald also playing great. I just think that the offense is going to be too much for Washington, and they win this one. I think Arizona wins as well. Mm-hmm. Without, I I think Washington surprised everybody with winning that game against Philadelphia, coming back from 17 down. Showed a lot of character. I did predict them to win, though. Showed a lot of character. So did I. How are you? If they're able to contain Kyler Murray with that front seven, I think they have a chance. But the secondary is just a lot of – I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to run rampant on them. Christian Kirk disappointed every, every fantasy owner last week, including yeah. myself. So hmm. – I would start him. I think he has to have a revenge game, and it's a good against a good matchup in Washington to do it against. So I think everybody who's kind of questioning Christian Kirk's ability right now, I think you start him this week because I think Arizona's going to put up a lot of points. Yeah, and then we have uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens going up against Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans in Week 2. Another great game. But as much as I want Houston to win this one, I don't see them pulling it off. I think Baltimore is going to come out – uh, with another monstrous game, put up maybe over 30 points. But I think maybe Houston's able to put up maybe around the same amount of points. But I think the defense is what's going to be the difference, and Baltimore does have that great defense. So Baltimore. I 100% agree with you because it everywhere, like they pretty much match it the same offensively. Mm-hmm. But that defense in Baltimore is just way better than yeah. your defense in Houston. No offense to J.J. Watt, absolutely. Defensive yeah. player, the, arguably one of the best players in all football. But Baltimore, they go 2-0 and and puts the Houston Texans down 0-2. Which they too start off two get against two great teams, which also is this next team, the Kansas City Chiefs, who they lost to. Great team. I have them winning over the Los Angeles uh, Chargers. I don't see the Chargers pulling off any miracle upset here. I think the Chiefs are just going to continue to pour on what they did from last week, Mahomes being Mahomes, Ty Hill being Ty Hill, Travis Kelsey having his good 
first half, not so much there in the second half, but still, I think they're going to have a good game and Kansas City pulls this one off. Absolutely. Kansas City goes to 2-0 with this one. I I don't see Tyle having a huge game and then could be locked down pretty good, but I think Travis Kelsey, although you're starting every week because he's Travis Kelsey, is going to have an absolutely monstrous game. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Yeah, what well, that's not good with him. Wow. He had 138 a yards in a debut. How are you? Yeah. Great, great debut for him. So maybe he can, I think he'll be able to carry that over next week against the Chargers as well. Uh, this next game, we have a little Super Bowl um, rematch the Seattle Seahawks against the New England Patriots. And I think Seattle's going to win over this one. My pick for MVP years is A Rod. Mine's Russell Wilson this year. So I think Russell takes down Cam Newton this uh, this week and they win this one. I have a tough time with this one. I don't know about that front seven in Seattle, if I trust them or not, because you saw Cam Newton run rampant over, albeit Miami. So I don't know if it's going to be a much tougher test against Seattle. I'd take the Seahawks. I think Russell Wilson has a big game. New England's defense showed some flaws, I think, with losing so many bodies. So I think that Seattle running game will be A++. Yeah. Uh, then all we have my Pittsburgh Steelers playing against the Denver Broncos. I think Pittsburgh – Denver only was able to put 14 points against the Tennessee defense. I think going in against uh, Pittsburgh, you have to put up more than that. You have to – you just have to put up more than that. So I think Pittsburgh wins this one. Uh, Ben's going to have a nice little cup. They started off slow in that first game. I think they'll start off at a faster pace, and I'm going to predict that they're going to get a touchdown on the first drive, and I'm given five plays they get a touchdown. Big Ben looked good in his yeah. return, albeit against the Giants. So a little tougher defense in Denver to contend with than New York's. I think that the Giants had their way a little bit with that Pittsburgh defense who was known to shut down everybody that was coming by them, although they did shut down Saquon. I'll give you that. Denver's number one receiver, Cortland Sutton, will be back for that game. It's yeah. really very, very much missed after giving much of the load to Jerry Judy in his first game ever in the NFL. Yep. I'm taking the Broncos. Wow. I'm taking the Broncos. I can't – I don't think they can go 0-2 either to try and make the playoffs. That's true. Urgency is there. Uh, and then we last two games here, uh, the New Orleans uh, Saints are going to play the Las Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders. I have New Orleans winning this one handily. Uh, just after what they did to Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, I think they're just on a roll. But they did lose Michael Thomas for several weeks. Yeah, I, I would not doubt – that he'd be back in one to two. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're saying. If they thought he was going to be out for several weeks, he'd be on IR. Exactly. And they haven't put him on IR. So I think he's going to be back quicker than expected. He just practiced saying, I felt amazing. I felt great. So I think he's not not playing this week, I don't think. You know, he won't play this week just to make sure that he stays and remains healthy. But New Orleans is still a great team. It's not just the Michael. And they won't need Mike Thomas this week, I don't think. Exactly. So I think they went over Las Vegas. I'm 100% in agreement with you. Vegas plays in their stadium for the first time. New Allegiant Stadium. It's going to look oh, yeah. pretty swanky in Vegas. Yeah, yeah New Orleans wins nice over Las stadium. Vegas. And this last game, kind of like a no-brainer in my mind, is the Buffalo Me Bills over, over the Miami Dolphins. Miami no questions. Did, yeah, Buffalo is just – I think they're, like we said, we're going to win this division. They're doing their best team. Hot take for you. This is the last start for Ryan Fitzpatrick. You think so? You think Tua, Tua comes, comes week after? three. Tua starts week three. Wow, that's a big statement. Hopefully, I want to see because Tua. Week three is Thursday Night Football. 
Miami versus Jacksonville. Tua starts week three. Wow, that's huge. I would love to see that, honestly. Um, some more news out of the NFL, so not just about the scores now. The NFL warns coaches about not using their face covering on sidelines. You could be fined heavily if you're not using it properly. Uh, as we did see in a few games where coaches were pulling it down and still covering their, their mics. It's like, oh, like hmm. the Andy Reid special. Yeah, the Andy Reid one, that was pretty cool, pretty innovative with his whole mask on his hat. But if only there was a way for coaches to hide what they're saying and be safe at the same time. Oh, wait, just just lift the mask over your nose and mouth. And I think, I think that would work. But yeah, a lot of coaches taking some heat for that. Uh, and just some more like COVID news. In the Chiefs-Texans home opener, an attendee was tested positive for COVID-19 already. Uh, so it's the first game and there's already a positive test. I think we all saw that coming. Mm-hmm. We saw right away all the fans just so close together, even with only 17,000 in the arena or in the stadium. So... So that's just kind of kind of concerning and worrisome for the league and how it's going to operate if they do want to have fans. I think there should just be no fans at all, if anything. Yes. They did come out with test results today. All, two NFL players tested positive for COVID-19 along with five staff attendees. Better than baseball through their first week. So yeah. just no outbreaks. Yeah, so all we need is an outbreak right now. Yeah, the second wave's coming. Um some injury news that we've kind of hit on, but we'll get more into Marlon Mack. So he his torn is he's torn his Achilles, so he'll be out for, for the, the season. season. Yeah, and so look out, like we said, look out for Neheim Hines and Jonathan Taylor if you're on fantasy watch. Uh, Michael Thomas, he like we said, suffered a high ankle sprain. Initially said that he's going to be out for several weeks, but looking like he's going to be better. So give it a week or two, maybe three weeks, and he'll be back. Um, but he's going to get well rested, and he wants to come back as soon as possible. Levian Bell, he's on the IR. So he's on the IR for three weeks with a hamstring in- injury, uh, as Jay's mentioned that already. Also, we mentioned these two for San Fran. Richard Sherman on the IR with a leg injury. And George Kittle won't play this week uh, versus the Jets due to a knee injury. So a few big names already yeah, out, yeah, out for the first week. Uh, you don't like to see any injuries. Also, uh, Mike Pouncey. What on happened the, to Pouncey Bros? Yeah, on the defensive end uh, for the Chargers, is out for the season due to a hip injury. So we don't like to see that. And then my guy, Zach Banner, on the Pittsburgh O-line, he's getting his, he's starting this year, uh, and he's going to be out for the season now with the torn ACL. So he's going to battle back for next season. He's a fan favorite in Pittsburgh. Hopefully he can uh, come back soon for next season. And then Chris Godwin placed on concussion protocol. You don't like to see that Chris Godwin – huge factor for we thought Mike Evans was going to be wasn't going to play week one and now they lost Chris Godwin after he took a kind of a brutal hit in that first game so he's going to be out for this week and hopefully he can recover speedily I don't know what I'm saying fast quick um and then some contract extensions that happened this past week the Rams signing two of the receivers so first signing Cooper Cup on a three-year extension with the Rams worth up to $48 million. They're, I don't know where they're getting this money from, but they're, ba- they're, able, they're able to spend it. They're also signing Robert Woods to a four-year $65 million contract. What do you think about this Ram signings? Robert Woods needs to put the ball in the end zone. He was getting this much money. Yeah. He needs to put the ball in the end zone. Getting paid more than Cooper. Cooper Cup is one of the most underrated receivers in all of the NFL. Probably the best slot receiver in the NFL without a question. Wes Walker, 2.0. Yeah, honestly, he's very underrated. He's just just been riddled with injuries. Like, 
you can't hate a guy for just being injured all the time. Like that's just the way life works. You're going to get injured. You won't be able to play. If he's playing and he's healthy, he's one of the, like you said, one of the best slot receivers in the game. So deserving of his new contract, uh, Dalvin cuck with the Vikings signs a five year, $63 million contract. Uh, that's a huge one for Minnesota more, uh, another great running back, Alvin Kamara, finds a five-year, $75 million contract for him in New Orleans. So we said, they're, they're always talking about, oh, Kamara's not going to get signed. He's going to get traded. They hit a contract. They got it done. He's remaining with the team for five more years. Something that happens free agency, which is kind of baffling to me, are, is the fact that the New Orleans Saints and the Chicago Bears reached out and pursued Tom Brady in free agency. And I'm just more shook about the New Orleans Saints Going well, on. that was only if Drew Brees didn't want to come back and play. Okay. So if he was if he was retiring, that they were going to go all in for Brady. But obviously, Drew Brees is back, so that's why Tom Brady is in Tampa right now. Yeah, and it's a division foe now. Uh, Zach Ertz, his future in Philly remains unknown after a contract dispute with GM. It got pretty heated in practice, so they do have that other guy, Dallas Goddard, who's not too shabby, and they could keep him if they don't want to keep Ertz. Um, Zach Ertz is your best receiver in Philadelphia. And he's tied up. That's well, that needs to be a priority. Yeah, you got to get it done with Zach Ertz because he's your guy. He's like a George Kittle of your team or Travis Kelsey of your team in Philly. And then some Hall of Fame news: three big names are eligible to make the Hall of Fame this year for their first ballot. Uh, obviously, Mr. Peyton Manning, probably in my opinion, the best sure fire first yeah. ballot for sure. I think he's the greatest football. Uh, greatest quarterback of all time. Don't hit, miss me with that Tom Brady goat stuff. Uh, come on. And then you have Megatron Calvin Johnson of the Detroit Lions, who did retire early, as Jake Eagles, you know. But he's a great player. I think he's deserving of it, but I don't know if he'll get in first ballot. And yeah, I got the pleasure of watching Calvin Johnson live, and he is just a, he is a specimen of a man to watch and play mm-hmm. football. Absolute animal. But yeah, we were robbed. His career, and he was rubbed of his career with all the nagging foot injuries he had and just kind of continue. But I don't know if he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer just because he hasn't really had much accolades in the playoffs. But you can't really blame him after not playing with this injury he had. Yeah, and then Charles Woodson, he was also able to make it this year. I think he'll make it first ballot. He might ballot. be a first ballot. Yeah, I think he'll make it first ballot too. But One uh, other name as well that's making it is uh, Wes Walker is the first ballot. Oh, really? This year. Mm-hmm. I don't think, think he's he'll make it I don't think he'll make it first ballot, but I think he'll make it. I think he'll make it eventually, but not this year. But uh, if, you're watching th- yeah. if you're watching Thursday Night Football, you saw that Joe Buck is going to be introduced into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I, saw, I saw that. I was like, come on, man. Not much announcers get that honor. And I don't think Joe Buck should. <laughs> that lasting image of Joe Buck, is his monotone voice during the David Tyree catch. And Manning down the field and is caught by Tyree. Oh, I, I hate the one where he's like, that, that is, is oh, a disgusting, disgusting act by Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Shooting the moon to the, that's, that's, it was funny, man. What are you talking about? I'm it's sorry really we got that on air. Yeah, oh my gosh, this guy just needs to simmer down. There's a great spit and chicklets interview with Joe Buck, and he regrets calling it because everyone just hates him for it. Honestly. He's actually a pretty funny guy. Yeah. He's got a good book, too. It's a good read. Oh, really? But we got MLB news for you now, where there's only one week. We are 10 days away 
for the end of the regular season. So playoffs are heating up. Oakland Athletics third baseman Matt Chapman will be going under the woo with a season-ending hip surgery coming in place. It's a huge blow for Oakland being the AL West division leaders and arguably Matt Chapman being their best player. So hopefully they can keep it rolling because they are probably the hottest team in baseball. Justin Verlander, formerly of the Houston Astros, is going to be getting Tommy John surgery. So he is going to be gone for the foreseeable future and probably into next season because it is September 19th, September 20th. So that's almost, that's an eight to 12 month recovery. So he will be a question mark come opening day 2021. Mm -hmm. Chicago Cubs pitcher Mills throws the first no-hitter in Chicago Cubs history since 2016 against the division rival Milwaukee Brewers. The first one of the season. You think you're going to see one before the season ends? I don't think so. No? Although you saw Lucas Giolito throw a no-hitter for the Chicago White Sox not so long ago. So Albert Pujols ties and now passes Willie Mays' home run Tally, so he is now solo fifth That's on the home run list. He is a first ball Hall of Famer without a question of a doubt. No doubt about that. The New York Mets saga to see who is their owner ended with Steve Cohen buying the Mets for $2.4 billion. So A-Rod and J-Lo don't get their team. No. <laughs> what a shame. The league, MLB, has moved the Mariners-Giants series to San Francisco due to poor air quality in the area. I think that's going to be a question mark for the Seattle Seahawks game Sunday night that there's, no one's really talking about. That's kind of crazy that there's so much, like, the bad air quality. is because of the fires that are going on on the West Coast. And Donald Trump still refusing to believe that climate change is a real thing when his country is literally on fire. And that smoke reaching us in Ontario and I saw the, that the GTA region. I actually saw it here, and uh, and it's 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 here, bro. Like I did not expect it to reach it all the way in Ontario, but it's here. And the skies are looking foggy, and they're kind of, it's kind of scary. Twenty twenty is a scary year. Astros shortstop second baseman <laughs> Carlos Correa will be out for a little bit with the bone bruise after fouling ball off the leg. Just the Astro players are soft, just whatever. <laughs> so. Uh, the new playoff format in baseball is set to remain for this upcoming season in 2021, which is just an extra wild card team. So there'll be three wild card teams and an extra playoff spot for second place division winners. Hmm. So they haven't really said the format for next season, but how I would like it to be is that your division winners all get first round buys and then your rest are seated four through no, yes, four through eight, and it's just seeds. Best and it's all best of fives. Jeez, did you gotta reward the teams who make the division or win the division? That's true. You gotta give them some sort of upside there. And I believe with these teams that we're gonna list off here, clinching playoff spots, I think it's pretty safe to say that they're gonna be winning the divisions. L.A. Dodgers become the first team in baseball to clinch a playoff spot. The Chicago White Sox. Crazy. Their first playoff spot since 2008. Good for them. Mm-hmm. I can see them go to a far Jose Abreu, pumping the iron, hitting some serious dingers. And the Tampa Bay Rays clinch a playoff spot as well. Stacking straight year. New York Yankees are breathing behind their backs pretty closely. And mm-hmm. like you already said, the Oakland Athletics will be going to the playoffs for a third straight season. Yeah. And, yeah, so that, that's it for baseball. Baseball, 
uh, we still see some COVID tests every week too. Obviously, get notifications. Hey, like two or three new COVID tests. Bubbles should be working if you guys used a bubble, but you still don't want any. So, hopefully, the playoffs work out for you guys in the MLB. But some soccer news: Lionel Messi joins the club of sporting billionaires. So, some of the sp- other sporting billionaires include Tiger Woods, Floyd Mayweather, Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, rival of Messi and Michael Jordan so all big names and now he's joining that group that's a very exclusive group and it's good for him he's well deserving it he's arguably one of the best soccer players of all time it's either him or Ronaldo a lot of people like to put that up for the GOAT discussion and then then Bayern Munich agrees to sell Thiago to to Liverpool for a 20 million dollar uh 20 20 million euro transfer fee so you do do you like that move for Liverpool absolutely like Midfield's a bit of a question mark in Liverpool. Obviously, you have Jordan Henderson, but the second one's kind of up in the air. You have Fabinho on this team, uh, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain, English international. So, and he can bring, he's, he's a wide vet. He's a seasoned vet. Thiago's not a young buck anymore, obviously. Yeah. Like, I love to say it, but hopefully, he can, they can win the Prem a little further in Champions League than they did last year. A couple more things. Gonzalo Higuain, Argentine international, will be leaving Juventus. Wow. And they've been, he's been linked to be coming to MLS to play for David Beckham's Inter Miami, which wow. would be something to see. And I believe, yes, the Premier League started this week. We saw Man United lose to Crystal Palace. Yeah. How are you? It's a bad, bad blow. <laughs> and Chelsea got their start, season started off in a winning way. No Christian Pulisic for them to start off the season, but I think everyone's eyes will be on them after the transfer window they had. Landing team Werner, Kai Havertz, and Hakeem Ziyech. So if they can win the – like, I think a lot of people are picking them to win the Premier League this year. Tennis news. Canadians – I guess we can call her Canadian star. <laughs> Eugenie Bouchard reached her first WTA four years in Istanbul, lost the final, but did knock out the number one seed which name I haven't heard in years, Svetlana Kuznetsova. Really? In the semifinal. Yeah. She can't believe she's still playing. She's got to be close to 40. <laughs> oh, seriously. Like, she's been around forever. That's true. Uh, Naomi Osaka won her first, second U.S. Open in three years, pulling it out. She came more for her stories off the tennis court with just playing the names of black social victims. justice victims. Yeah. Under masks and shirts after the game and wearing Kobe Bryant jerseys after every win. How yeah. are you? But she did pull out the French Roman next week due to a hamstring injury. And on the men's side, you saw Dominic Team pull out the win against Alexander Zverev in five sets. What a finish. Huge. Five set tiebreak? Yeah. That's great, great over. finish. Yeah. And yeah, then some college news. LSU's coach, Coach Ed, uh, says uh, most of his team has actually already caught coronavirus. So we're talking about some COVID. I don't know. Uh, they're just not giving that mentality of that they care, you know, in the U.S. Like, hey, you get COVID, you get COVID. And it's like getting over it with the flu. But people don't know what the long-term effects are going to be. So hopefully these players can remain healthy despite catching the virus and not spreading it to other people. Uh, Big Ten football is set to return on October 24th. That's some big news for college football. And then NCAA basketball is also set to start on November 25th. So still a few months away for that. 
But next month, get ready for some Big Ten football in the month. Oh, I cannot wait, Malcolm. I cannot wait. I know you can't wait. So the only Power 5 conference in college not to have a season right now is the Pac-12. Yeah. I think there's a lot of pressure on athletic directors there to to form a season of some some kind. Because Big Ten will be a games conference only. Jeez. And you're seeing now – Players that opted out are want coming come. back. Yeah, they want to come like, back. Like top five pick Sean Wade of the Ohio State University. Thank you very much. But one, uh, just talking football again. Tate Martell, if anyone knows Tate Martell, was really highly sought out of in Ohio State after, but never got any playing time. Kind of like somebody who just won the Heisman this last year in Joe Burrow. He transferred to Miami. Go Hurricanes. He will not be playing this year. He opted out because he is going to be suspended for week one, but he's opted out for the entire season. Jeez. Supposed to be a lottery pick? I don't know because he hasn't really played much, and Miami has not showed me anything to say he's played well. But we have just other sports news. Maya Moore, formerly the WNBA, I believe, plays for the Phoenix Mercury, I believe. I think so. She's married the man that she helped free from prison. What a story this is, eh? Yeah. Great, great, great Long story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I believe who made the shot in – oh, who was it? It made the buzzer beater in WNBA. But it wasn't the Phoenix Mercury over the Washington Mystics. Great. It's single elimination in WNBA in the playoffs. Really? Oh, yeah. Makes it real interesting. That's heartbreaking. But one other sports news that we haven't got into is golf. And it's the U.S. Open, the second major of the year taking place at Winged Foot Golf and Country Club just outside Manhattan, New York. And it is typical U.S. Open scores because there's only three players under par going into the final round. And my boy, Matty Wolf, is your leader at five under par after shooting five under par today, which is by far the best scores because if you take a look at your leader going into the today, Patrick Reed shot seven over. Jeez. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. him, Matty Wolf, Bryson DeChambeau, the heavy hitter, at three under par, and Louis Oosthuizen. I think he has the career second place Grand Slam, finishing second place in every major. He is one under par. So there's only three players under par going into the final round. It's going to be one heck of a finish because there's no way that these guys are going to be finishing at 5-3 and one under par. It's going to be a grind to see who wins the U.S. Open. It is. But that, but that, that is all. Yeah. Yeah that, does, off, sir. yeah, that does wrap up everything that we want to talk about for the recaps. But some news, if you made it this far, is we're going to, like we said, Jay posted a video, a nice little entertaining video on our, on our Instagram saying that we're doing sports trivia and you guys commented. After we dominated guys, Brock trivia. Brock trivia. Dominated. Whatever, no big deal. Um, but we want to do that now. We want to get you guys involved and do some trivia, take down the sports and response was great, by the way. Yeah, great response. A lot of people want to do it. We are going to start it off with doing the Will Lord versus Sports Encyclopedia Jacob Murchison saga. Um, Will Lord offered. He's a great friend of ours. He's been on the podcast before. Uh, we want, I think that's going to be an incredible yeah, show. Getting nervous Just, for that one. So kind of, kind of maybe do like a best two to three because we have three topics that we can do for these two. 
Um, I'll be making the questions, not doing any bias in favor of Jay. Trust me, I don't want to see Jay win. Um, I'd like to see him lose sometimes, to be honest. But I'll be the moderator making some questions. And Jay and Will will be briefed on what topic they have to do, they have to do beforehand. And they'll study up. And uh, we'll see some nice, a nice showdown in Sports Pyramid. Two guys yeah, it who it should be a good one. It should be a good one. Yeah. For sure. But leave a com- if you want to comment down below, if you didn't comment on our Instagram page, if you want to take on myself in a little trivia game, comment down below on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, comment down below if the topic you want to play me against and see if you got what it takes to get the sports encyclopedia a run for his money. But Twisted Tuesday so will be back. Yes, sir. 3-0. and Handily 3-0. and Easy. Not breaking a sweat. Artina Navratilova, most of the wins of all time. I own tennis. Uh, Bob York, Twisted, number 27. Yeah, nice guess. Twisted Tuesday featuring Will Lord, sports trivia number one. Get ready.